just want to update us on our special missions contribution. Thank you so much for your generosity. Your generosity helps lives change across the world. Here's our update. Uh, here's our area, our geography. We even cover Iceland up here. Very, very cold place. Uh, all the way down to uh, the Baltic states next to Russia. And here is our newest update. We are jamming. And we are over $10,000. Actually, it's $10,100. Uh, we are doing really, really good. Let's keep that up. Let's keep it up. Okay, I want to talk to you about an, uh, a concept today. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a sin that I have, and it's a sin that you have as well. Here is, here is the secret of our human nature. We can't help ourselves but to compare ourselves to other people. It's a deep, dark secret, but we do it. When I was growing up, I was wondering why I was darker, why I didn't have lighter skin. Right? I had black neighbors. They were my best friends. And they even wondered why I was so dark. And I had straight hair. And I was darker than them. And I always was envious of other Latin people that had lighter skin. My dad was one of those Latin people that has light skin. My dad actually looks white. I said, what happened to me? And then I looked at my mom, and then I knew the answer. I was envious of how people looked, what they wore, what they did, how athletic they were. So I know that I struggle with that. I know that you struggle with that. So I want to take you to a place... I want to take you to a land. Because there's a problem with that. The land I want to take you to is called the land of Ur. The land of Ur. It's a trap when you get there. Because we like to compare ourselves to others. But it's the land called Ur. It's the land that says, I'm bigger. Somebody's always bigger. Someone's richer. Someone skinnier. Sorry for my spelling. Someone's taller. Someone's smarter. Someone is prettier. Again, I apologize for my English. Someone is happier. Someone's hipper. It's the land of Ur. And someone's more talented Ur. If that's a word. You know, when I was growing up, we'd compare our moms. My mom can cook better than your mom. My mom can throw a shoe harder than your mom. Remember those mom things we used to do? My mom is this. My mom is that. She's better than you. We're always finding ourselves in the land of Ur. Because it's in our nature. It's in our nature to be a little envious of others. What about, we did this with our kids. When you look at your kids, and you see other kids, there's always going to be someone that's talented Ur, smarter. And what we do is we drive our kids crazy trying to be the best Ur possible. So I want to encourage you to avoid this trap. Because it is a trap 
of our hearts that grab us. Because when our kids see someone bigger, we try to make them and hang from a pole. Or skinnier, and you got to eat everything that's awesome. Put down that hot dog. Eat vegetables. Taller, my kids will always be envious of these people. There's no hope for them. There's no hope. And there's going to be someone smarter than my kids. And prettier. And happier. And hipper. And more talented-er. All these things drive us to a point where we want to be superior. And we want to be better. So it pushes us to this point. But we want to convince ourselves that I am superior of other people. But when we get there, we don't like the Ur. We want to go to a different land. We want to call that Est. I don't like the Ur. I want to be an Est. I want to be the rich Est. The smart Est. The happy Est. The healthy Est. The hip Est. And you may not realize this about yourself, but it's in there. And you may be different. And you don't hate people you compare yourselves to. Maybe you hate yourself. Maybe you're unhappy with you. Maybe you'll never be as good as someone else. And so, what you do is you beat yourself up inside. Maybe you eat yourself to death. You cut yourself. You medicate yourself. The bottom line with this land there's no win in comparison. There's just no win. It's a lose lose. Because you're affected by this. And how do we know this? And what do we do with that? Because if this gets out of hand, it gets a little bit dangerous. You know, some of us are carrying debt, massive debt, because we've been staring at other people's stuff for too long. And when you stare long enough at other people's stuff, you go into this land. Maybe you're dieting yourself to death. With every new article that comes out, that's your new diet. Maybe you're driving your kids nuts athletically, academically. Maybe you're driving your spouse nuts financially. There's always a rub. Maybe you're working yourself to death professionally. Maybe you're working way too much. Because you have to be in the land of Ur or the land of Est. I don't know about you, but... I had always had a little trouble getting along with my older brother when I was a kid. I was the second born of four males. We had no women except for my mom. That's why the shoes were thrown at high velocity. <laughs> and I would always compare myself to him because my dad would compare us all the time. And I remember growing a deep-seated hatred toward my brother, my older brother. He was a better soccer player. He was smarter. He was taller. He was lighter skinned than me. And so I had this envy. 
that it did not go away. Even in my adulthood, it's still there. And what that does, I'm unable to love Him the way I should love Him. Because when you compare yourself to others, it's hard to love those people. Because it's the compare I sin. And every time we open our browser, every time we turn on the TV, we are reminded of who and what we will never look like, we will never drive, we will never date, or marry, or wear, or accomplish. Because we're inundated with better things. And we compare ourselves to people we don't even know. People who really don't look that good. So when the Jewish people in the Bible handed Jesus over to Pilate to be crucified, Matthew and Mark tells us that Pilate knew it was out of envy that they handed Jesus over to him. Jesus was different was humble, was a servant, but the the leaders compared themselves to Him and they hated Him. And so Pilate, who was not a Christian, understood that they had handed Jesus over to Him because they were envious of Him. That's why this sin could be dangerous. Because it could really drive you To hate someone. Because you can't love someone who you're comparing yourself to. It's hard. And the Old Testament says, A heart of peace gives life to the body. But envy rots the bones. There's no win in comparison. So actually, the wisest mind in the Bible, whoever lived gives us insight into a no-win proposition. And that's the only point I want to make as we begin this uh, conversation about comparison. This is Solomon, who accomplished more in his lifetime than anybody else, was the wisest, wisest, smartest guy around. And this is what he writes in the Scriptures for our benefit to avoid a terrible trap in our lives. He says, and I saw that all toil and achievement spring from one person's envy of another. 3,000 years ago, Solomon looked around and saw people competing, people working, shopping, studying, while looking over their shoulder and comparing themselves to other people. And it drove them. And that was 3,000 years ago. And there wasn't even an iPhone. Or an iPad. Or the bus system. They walked on their two feet miles. This is old school. And it was still there. He saw people determining where they would based on where everyone else was. Where you're at, we call it keeping up with the Joneses. And look what he says. This too is meaningless. And then he says, it's a chasing after the wind. 
Think about that concept, that description. It's like chasing the wind. It never ends. It keeps going. It doesn't stop. You keep running because the wind keeps going. And you never can catch it. There's always somebody who's more er than you. Always will be someone else. But on the other side, he also says this. Fools fold their hands and ruin themselves. Literally, it means they consume their own flesh. They self-destruct. And maybe your comparison doesn't drive you to be more like them. Maybe it drives you to hate yourself. To loathe yourself. To be self-destructive with yourself. Because every time you compare yourself to others, you know you can't compete. So why not just hurt myself? Why not just eat myself to death? Why not be a hermit? Why socialize? Why put myself out there? Literally, self-destruction. He's not arguing for lack of productivity because obviously Solomon did a lot. But he points us in a different direction. He points us here. Better a handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. This language indicates one open hand and two closed fists. One open hand where God can give and take away with that understanding. And two closed fists cling to something, afraid that it might be taken away from you. Who's catching up? Who wants my job? And there's no tranquility. There's no satisfaction, contentment, comfort, and knowing that God gives and God takes away. We're worried. Do you believe that? It's better to have a handful of tranquility than two handfuls of toil. This is the wisdom of a man who lived a long time ago and we can still relate to it. He writes again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother, which meant he had no one to leave his his estate to when he dies. Because women at that time couldn't inherit uh, the male's property. There was no end to his toil. Yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. He finally stops and he asks a question some of us have probably never asked. He faced something some of you may have never stopped to face. And it's this question. For whom am I toiling? Why am I killing myself? Why am I working so hard? Who am I competing with? And who am I competing for? What am I trying to prove? And to whom? Now that's a great question. Would I have loved to spend time with my dad? More than him being gone all the time? I would have loved that. And that experience drives me to ask myself that question. Because, man, we love to be busy. That's how we're wired. 
But I want to encourage you to redirect your energies toward your kids and your family. Because you only have them for a season. And then they're gone. You have them actually for a short time. Living with you. And we want them to take advantage of that. And why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? Why can I not relax? He couldn't even stop to enjoy what he had. And he didn't know why. Now, I always find it funny. My my dad's retired. And he got a job. I'm like, Dad, you worked 30 years at the railroad. But that's what it does. It You're just wired. He gets up at 6 in the morning. Like he's going to work still. He gets up, has his coffee and his paper, makes a little breakfast. I'll pop on by. Where's dad? Oh, dad's at work. Dad's at work? What's he doing? My dad drives cars. Like he'll go to to a, uh, someone buys a a nice fancy car. They don't want to go to the lot and they pay for it. And they they want the car driven to to their little estate, their little property. So my dad goes in his little car, someone follows him, gets out, he gets a new car, and drives it literally to that guy's house, drops it off, gives him the key, shakes his hand, say, hey man, have a good day. And he walks off. He does that like ten times a month. Like, why do you do that? Why? You're retired. Got to cover my health insurance. It's never ending. It doesn't end. Love my dad. I wish he would relax. He deserves it. He raised four crazy kids. This, too, is meaningless. It's a miserable business. It's miserable, is, is what he's trying to get, help us. Enjoy your life while you have it. Enjoy it. And the real issue, I believe, is what or who am I going to use as my reference point to tell me that I'm okay, that I'm, uh, that I'm doing all right? Who is your mirror? What am I going to use as my marker? Sometimes we use our neighbors, our boss, our brother-in-law, Maybe it's the dollars that you saved, recognition, achievement, beauty, GPA, neighborhood, size of your house. We have to decide where we're going to go look for our value and why and how. Because we're getting a warning that if we chase after the win, it's a miserable business. It's miserable. You'll miss out. You'll look back with regret saying, I wish I would have changed it back then. Well, if you're young enough, here's your opportunity. You can change it today. You can change it now. If there's no God, then having a reference point makes no difference, right? Where else can you look? But if there is a God, how should this impact your propensity to compare, to envy, 
You know, see, it's gotten, it's gotten. Uh, you know, when I when I go to a conference, and I'm around ministers, and I hear a great sermon, I'm going, "Why can't I do it like that? That's good. It it just it's there, and I, the good thing is I'm aware that it's there. And when I when I do that, sometimes my simple nature, I won't go up and encourage it. I would like I'm a little jealous. Can't encourage that, you know. I want to go to his head. It's pretty awesome. That's the envy. It's right there. It's it's it's. You know, it's awesome. But there's a pride in me that's like, oh, he, he probably knows he's awesome. He doesn't hear He knows he's great. So here's some questions I want you to wrestle with. Um, it's 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 a number of questions, but it's not meant for you to write it down. It's just meant for you to kind of think about it. Do you enjoy your kids? Or are you driving them crazy because of what, what everybody else's kid is doing? That's a real issue in parents. When you go out to those fields, you can't help it, but you want your kid to be the best. <laughs> your kid's in there. Every parent's like, come on, Jimmy. Get in there. We just do it. It's in our nature. Who would you secretly enjoy seeing fail? Secretly enjoy. When you hear the something we're totally bad. Mmm. Whoa. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Are you chasing the wind? Did you know it's impossible to love someone if you're pushing him or her to excel so that you would feel better? You know it's impossible to love that person when you're pushing that person to excel so you can feel better. That stings. Do you know you can't love someone that you secretly hope will fail so that you'll feel better about yourself? Can't love that person. Did you know that you can't chase the wind and follow Jesus at the same time? Did you know that? So I want to encourage us to stop it. Right? And confess it. Because what I find, when I confess it, it usually stops me for that day. <laughs> and that day, I'm a lot better that day. But if, we're not, if I'm not aware of this in my heart and honest with myself and, and, and not share what I'm thinking, it's hard to love people. It just is. I want you to stop it because there's no win in compare I sin. Thank you. Have a great Mother's Day. We're dismissed for our service.